You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia and today we're going to talk about dream killers. But before we get into it, I wanted to give a bit of an explanation on why I have not been here. (laughs) I have not been doing podcasts for several weeks. I got a good reason for it, actually. I have written a new book, and I'm really excited because this book for me is the initiation into a new realm. Now, this is my fifth book. I have a couple ebooks that I first came out with and then I did a couple books that were in print. So this is actually my fifth book. It's not a, a new venture for me to write, but as I go into the third trimester of my life, I want to do things a little bit differently. When we start to go into that third trimester of our lives, well, that would be if, if I lived to be 90. I could live to be 125 for all I know. I take pretty good care of myself. But the way I'm looking at it, when I hit 60, I was starting to go into the third trimester of my life. And so my mind is starting to go to retirement. How am I? How is that going to look for me? And I had always seen myself... If, if you followed me at all, you know I love to travel. I recently got a truck camper. I spent four months last summer traveling in a truck camper. I'm going to go out on the road again in June. And I continue to work. I continue to take clients from the road. But I've had this vision of myself driving around in my truck camper and going to these beautiful places and just riding. Because riding is my initial passion that got me into this work in the first place. I wrote my first book, Spiritual Recovery from Narcissistic Abuse, kind of on a whim. And that's what got me into this field of working with narcissistic abuse. And I've been doing it for almost 20 years. So I've been in this field for a long time and written, like I say, four books in this field. But as I start getting a little bit older and want to relax a little bit more, I see myself not retiring in the in the usual sense where people just stop working altogether, but that I would do more writing and focus my attention more in that area of my life. So I have a new book coming out that marks the beginning of that chapter, the first book I've written in my 60s. And I plan to, like I say, be a lot more focused on writing. So you'll see a lot more books coming out. I will still do my podcast because I also love doing my podcast. And right now I will continue doing counseling. However, that will be likely phased out in the next few years. So, um, you know, there there comes a time where I just need a change because I've been working in the counseling field for a very long time too. And 
I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to stop, so don't worry, but probably in the next several years, I will start phasing that out and just focus on writing. So the new book, it is not out yet. It's in process. It has been written. It's called The Path to Self-Love. Now, I started moving into the area of self-love quite a long time ago when I launched my website, The Path Back to Self. And I always wanted to do this book where I was really focused on self-love. It does have a tagline, soul recovery from narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. And that um, that tagline is really to, to bring people to the book that are needing that kind of recovery. Because I found in my 20 years in the field that self-love is the biggest focus that we need to have when we're recovering from narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. We really need to learn how to love ourselves. And so this book is geared towards that. And I am taking a publishing course right now, which I'm really excited about, that will help me with the promotion of my book and getting it into uh, audiobook format on Amazon and ebook format on Amazon and things like that. And because I haven't been really focused on the promotion side of my books, I've not been really good at that. And I realize if I'm going to focus on writing that I need to get better at the promotion of my books. So I'm going to invite you all when the book comes out to go to Amazon and uh, support the book if you can, uh, either through ebook or audiobook. Now, print book will be print on demand because I've done several print books and I just don't get the orders for the print books like I do the ebook. And I haven't done audiobooks yet. So this will be my first experience with an audiobook. So if you would like to do that, just stay tuned. I'll let you know when it's out. It'll be out in the next month or so. There's still some work that has to be done to get it set up and ready to go. In that book, I talk about the process of self-love and the different steps that I've taken in my own life to get to a place where I feel solid, where I'm no longer looking for love outside of myself. I'm being love. I'm embodying love. I still have challenges, and some of them are big. But I've learned to love myself through them. I still get angry. I still get lost sometimes. But I find my way back to me, the path back to self. If I can give myself credit for the first two-thirds of my life, I would say that I did my best to follow my bliss. I didn't conform. I followed my heart. And I lived my dreams. I've written five books and recorded three music CDs. I started my own business doing exactly what I love to do. Now, many years ago, I took a course through a spiritual center that I was involved in. I think the course was called DreamWorks. I can't fully remember, but it was all about living the life of your dreams. And in that course, we were asked to write down what we really could see ourselves doing in our lives. And I wrote down that I wanted to make my living making music 
writing, and counseling others. And one day, years later, I had an aha moment and it was like, wow, I, I'm doing this. I'm doing what I said I wanted to way back when. I am living the life of my dreams. I'm doing my music, I'm writing, and I'm counseling others. One day, a woman in my community came up to me and asked me, Kalia, what's it like to follow your bliss? And I remember feeling so honored to be asked that question because she could see it. She could see that I was living my dreams. Well, what it is like to follow my bliss? Well, it's, it's a calling that I couldn't resist. I had a powerful imagination and I imagined my life into being. But sometimes my imagination went what I would say is the wrong direction. When I imagined these really beautiful relationships that ended up being nightmares, you all probably know what I mean. I suppose it was my bliss, though, that pulled me out of each one of those relationships. I couldn't imagine a beautiful relationship there anymore. So it's like I couldn't project that onto that relationship. So it was time to move on and go back to myself again. Along the way on our journey, there are dream killers. Some people call them dream stealers. But they don't really take our dreams normally. Sometimes they do. I mean, I've heard stories where sometimes somebody will actually steal your dream and live your dream for themselves. But more likely, they're going to just kill your dream, stomp on it. These are the people that are so envious of you that they want to stomp on your dreams. And one thing I can say for myself is I never really let them. I kept my dreams alive, even if it meant the end of that relationship. I realized that some people hate you for living your dreams because they're afraid to live their own. If they can pull you down and stop you from succeeding, they don't have to look at their own failures. Some people may have been successful in the business world and yet a failure as a human being. And they want you to feel the same way they do deep down. So they really work to pull you down. Each time I came up against an enemy of my success, I had to look at the part of myself that was an enemy of my success. If I believed anything a dream killer said to me in attempt to make me feel small, I would be stomping on my own dreams. So I had to learn to reject the rejector. Living that life wasn't easy. Following my bliss was a huge struggle sometimes, but something within me kept the fire burning. I was here for a reason. Love had to be really tough sometimes. So I'm talking about tough love. And I had to shut people out of my life that I loved. Still, there was a fire that burned inside of me. Sometimes it was only a flicker, but it was 
always there. It never went out completely. And I think that's the key. Sometimes you can you can be really pulled down in your life and it can feel like that flame that once burned inside of you is, is completely out, like it's been snuffed out. But you may find that there's still a flicker and as long as there's a flicker, there can be a flame. And if it's completely burned out, then you have to find a way to reignite it. And it was really self-love that was directing my path. There were always hard lessons and still love would win out in the end. Not the love for another, but the love for myself. Perhaps it was the fear of narcissism that made me feel that I needed to always put others first. We were given this life for a reason, however, not to live for somebody else, but to live our own life. Our life is a gift. And that is what following your bliss really means, to live your life the way you feel inspired to live it, regardless of what anyone else thinks or believes. This is your life. For myself, maybe I had enough stubbornness to forge ahead, even if it it was through the ashes of destruction. I had breakdowns and dark nights of the soul, but they became the energy that I used to help others. Going into the depths gives one the instinct to guide others through the depths. It's the ability to see in the dark that initiates the shaman. And we become the shaman when we learn to see in the dark. This means to see beyond the illusion. The shaman is a way shower, a truth teller. The dark night of the soul helps to strip away all that is not you to reveal all that you are. But the stripping away is really powerful. There's so much we don't want to let go of that's no longer serving us. And it's all ripped from our clutches one at a time until we stand there naked. There's nothing left of who we thought that we were. This is the process of the dark night of the soul. I'm reminded of the story of the goddess Inanna. I talked about that in a podcast many years ago. She was the queen of heaven who was called to take the journey to the underworld to meet her sister, Ereshkigal. I think it's Ereshkigal. I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced. The queen of the underworld. On her journey to the underworld, she had to pass through seven gates or thresholds, and at each gate she was required to give up a piece of her clothing or jewelry, her regalia. And this represents the things we must let go of in our own death and rebirth process, that letting go of all these pieces, all these parts. So Inanna arrived in Hades naked and humbled. And What happened is she's immediately she was killed by her sister who represents the shadow. 
the part that is unconscious, the part that is in the underworld. And this is what it means to be consumed or overtaken by the shadow. In the symbolic death, rebirth, and resurrection period of three days, Inanna's body was rescued by helpers who convinced her sister to turn it over to them. So they turned over her lifeless body. And she was given the water of life and resurrected again to the upper world. It's interesting as I as I do this podcast, we're coming up on Easter, which is also that three-day resurrection story. I see myths like the story of Inanna as symbolic of the archetypal process we undergo in life. Inanna had to give up everything she had, undergo a death, and then a rebirth. Many of us have to go through similar processes. As we peel away all that we are not, what is revealed is the creator itself. The spirit within you is the one who creates. And yet there are often so many layers of illusion standing in the way, keeping you believing that you are small and insignificant. When really you're a creator, there's nothing small about you. And this is what we need to learn about ourselves, to stop with the playing small. Stop with the belief that you're not good enough. Stop giving the power to others to make you feel that way and to steal or kill your dreams. We need to learn to pull our energy back from the places that are demanding it. Our life force energy is our creative energy, and without it, we can't create. We need to care enough about ourselves to reclaim the parts of ourselves that have been lost, stolen, or given away. We need to take back our power, and live the life that we've come here to live. I've been living my dreams not as a result of the support that I was given by the people closest to me. I've really been living my dreams in spite of them. And this is how it feels sometimes. We live our dreams in spite of the dream killers. Have you ever really dared to dream? Or do the dream killers you've encountered on your path stop you from doing that? It only really takes one person to support your dream, you. And I'm proof of this. Not to say I've never had support in my dreams, but there were so many times the dream killers got in the way. Sometimes the dream killers in our lives are our very parents who say and do things that make us feel that we don't have what it takes to do what we really want to do in life. Or they they want us to go a direction which might be, you know, out of the goodness of their heart that they think we'll be successful at. So they may want us to be a doctor instead of an artist. 
where our heart is an artist, where we really want to be an artist. And it's really our parents who are supposed to nurture and support us and our dreams. If you have narcissistic or addicted parents who have never truly followed their own dreams, they may project their own misery onto you or their own beliefs. Sometimes a parent might get pregnant early in life and they end up doing what they need to do to support a family rather than follow their dreams. And as a result, they may feel resentful and project that resentment onto you. And of course, a lot of this is unconscious. They don't know what they're doing. So this isn't about blaming the parents for killing our dreams or stealing our dreams. It's about rising above it. It's about understanding and rising above it. Because when we get stuck in blame, we get stuck, period. It doesn't get us anywhere. We have to take responsibility. We have to take charge of our own lives. Some of you probably had really supportive parents when it came to your following your dreams in life, but you may not have had supportive friends or a supportive significant other. Those who have been with narcissists may feel supported initially during the love bombing stage, but during the devaluing stage, everything changes. You and your dreams end up being devalued. And in all the time that I've worked with people who have been in narcissistic relationships, that dream killing was a really big part of it. A lot of people that I've worked with had their dreams stomped on by that narcissist in their life. Regardless of what your situation is, nobody outside of you has the power to keep you from your dreams. So we often, like I say, want to blame others so that we don't have to take full responsibility for pursuing the life that we really wish to live. I've heard people say that they always wanted to follow a certain path such as traveling in an RV, but their significant other doesn't want to. Although sometimes in life, when we're in a relationship, we do need to compromise. But if you're the one that's been doing all the compromising, you might want to consider following your dreams anyway, regardless of whether that other person wants to come along or not. I recently read a story of a woman who's married But she went out and bought an RV and she takes the majority of her trips alone and meets up with women in women's camping clubs without her husband because he doesn't really like to travel that much. He doesn't like to RV and he may take a trip or two with her, but he gives her his blessing to take off on her own and enjoy that experience. She's really not alone. She she has it with with other women, you know, she gets together with other women that are doing the same thing. In a case like this, the woman isn't allowing her husband's lack of interest in travel to stop her from pursuing her dream of traveling. She obviously has a supportive husband who doesn't take issue with her following her own path. Since I'm also interested in traveling and RVing, I've read a lot of stories and watched a lot of videos of people who are living the RV life. 
and I came across one video of a couple who actually travel in two separate RVs. Each one has their own RV. It's like having their own room. And they travel separately together. Imagine that. We often have these ideas of the way it's supposed to look. We think a marriage or a relationship needs to look a certain way. But I've seen enough examples that prove this theory completely wrong. I've talked to married women who have their own bedroom or even their own house, and that works for them. They aren't trying to fit into a box. We can't allow a relationship to stop us from living our life. Some people are left caring for an elderly parent and they feel they can't follow their dreams for this reason. And I feel there's always a way to begin living your dreams now regardless of what your circumstances are. Your life still belongs to you and you only get one chance in this lifetime to live your life. So get creative and figure out how you can take steps toward your dreams today. Money may be a big issue for some of you. But in every case of working with someone who has a dream that they've not pursued, there always seems to be a way to begin living your dreams on a shoestring. Where there is a will, there's a way. But, you know, your mind shuts down to your dreams when you start going into the negativity. Well, I can't because of X, Y, Z. So you have to get beyond that and start looking at why you can and what you can do today. I love helping others define their dreams within themselves and take the necessary steps to bring them into fruition. Some people don't know what they want out of life. And many will say, I just want to be happy. Some will say they just want a good relationship. So I need to work with them to go deeper, to realize that there's more beyond being happy and having a good relationship. Happiness is a state of being. It's unrealistic to think that you're going to be happy all of the time. But you can learn to nourish happiness in your life and have many more happy moments. Having a great relationship begins with the relationship you have with yourself. So if you have a crummy relationship with yourself, don't expect you're going to go out there and find a great relationship. It's also important not to put your life on hold waiting for the right person. You need to be the right person. In my upcoming book, The Path to Self-Love, I talk a lot about becoming the person you find worthy of love. As you develop that strong sense of self-love, you will be inspired to follow your heart and your dreams. You don't need to wait for someone to live your dreams with. You begin living your dreams now and you will discover that you don't need the other to make you whole and have a whole life with. If your dream seems to depend upon another person, such as the dream of having children, you may need to restructure your dreams somewhat. It's perfectly okay to dream about having children and have in your mind the right person to start a family with. 
but there's never a guarantee that you will have that life partner that you're looking for. I was a single parent and I've worked with many single parents and most of us don't believe we will become single parents when we first begin the journey. But life happens and sometimes this is the reality that we find ourselves in. My mother is an example. She married her high school sweetheart and she had two children, myself and my brother. And my father was tragically killed when I was just five months old. She was left alone with two babies. This wasn't part of her plan. Our plans may not always unfold the way we want them to, but this doesn't mean that we give up on life. Sometimes we may feel like giving up on life. This is when we find ourselves on Inanna's journey and we undergo a death. But just remember that that death can be followed by a rebirth. Life doesn't always go as planned. Our dreams don't always unfold the way that we want them to, but this doesn't mean we give up on them. We may need to restructure our dreams and do them a little bit differently. Some women, for example, choose to have children on their own or adopt children. They aren't waiting around for the right father for their child because their biological clock is ticking. Maybe their original dream was to find a great partner to have a family with, and that didn't work out. So they decide to try it on their own. And this isn't an easy path, but it's a path that many women choose. Some women I've worked with have made peace with the idea that they may never have children, and they direct their energy elsewhere. Maybe they get a dog or go traveling or do something that they wouldn't be able to do easily with children. If you find yourself stuck and unable to access your dreams, you may need some help getting to the root of who you are so you know what truly inspires you. If you're cut off from your true self and still doing what you think you should, then you're going to be out of touch with what your dreams are. If you do know what inspires you, but you have all kinds of reasons why it's not going to work out for you, you may need to get some help overcoming those reasons. Inspire, to me, means inner fire, that which burns brightly within us. This is truly what we are seeking. We find that light that is burning brightly within us and then follow that. That's our guide. And I'm here talking to you today because I followed that fire within. I followed inspiration. And I encourage you to do the same. Thank you for listening today. And please stay tuned in for the announcement of my new book. I would love your support with this. And if you want to find out more about me and my work, please go to NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com, which is also KayleeLaRoche.com. They both go to the same website. So have a great day, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Music.